Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast, where we talk about what's new and what's next in e-commerce. And I think this topic checks both of those boxes. It's what's new, it's what's next, and it's super exciting. We are talking about chatbots for Messenger, how to use them in your marketing, how to grow your e-commerce business by leveraging chatbots. And so, you know, we're going to try to get practical, a little bit nerdy at the same time, and hopefully this will be super helpful. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. Hey, that's my company. Uh, OMG Commerce is the primary underwriter of the e-commerce evolution podcast, and we're excited to do that, excited to bring this content to you. A quick offer from OMG Commerce. We are a Google Premier Partner, so we're in the top 3% of all Google Partners, one of the fastest growing in the world last year. Uh, if you would like a second set of eyes on your Google campaigns, whether that's Google Shopping, Search, YouTube, Remarketing, or the like, we would love to talk to you. Love to schedule a strategy session, love to look at your campaigns and provide ideas for improvement. Also, Amazon. We would love to talk to you about your Amazon ad strategy and have an Amazon audit for you, uh, complimentary for listeners of the e-commerce evolution podcast. Our Amazon department is led by Mr. Chris Tyler to find out more about the way we approach Amazon campaigns. Go back and check out episode 39 as we do a deep dive and look at Amazon advertising. But we would love to help you with either of those traffic sources. And so if you're interested, go to omgcommerce.com, click on any of the services, and there's a quick form to fill out right there. And now back to the show. If you've paid attention to chatbots at all, then you've heard the name of the company that my guest uh, is with, and, and that is ManyChat. And every time I turn around, someone's talking about ManyChat, whether it's uh, my friend Molly Pittman or, or my buddy Ezra Firestone, everyone's talking about ManyChat. And so I wanted to connect with Mr. Dan Gamito, and we uh, wanted to meet at TNC. did not work out, so we had to connect virtually, but really excited to welcome Dan to the show uh, Dan, thanks for coming on, and, and how's it going? Yeah, sorry to miss you at TNC. I'm so glad we got to connect here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so Dan is the director of growth at Minichat. Now, Dan, because of your last name, you know, Gamito, I <laughs> I had wondered if maybe you were like accounts receivable. You know, you were you were you were the bill collector. You know, you were out there breaking thumbs and getting payments in. But then, then you told me what your last name actually means. It's not not it's not so mob like. You want to share that with the audience? It's not. It's not. It sounds mafioso. And actually, I am the muscle at many chat, but for different reasons. <laughs> but the yeah. last name is actually Portuguese, and uh, it means little deer. It's a tiny little fallow deer that lives in the hills there. So it's not not the scariest not, thing in the world. Not going to strike terror into the hearts of people no. who are not paying their bills. So, but anyway. <laughs> It could be cool. scarier depending on what you look at. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, well, Dan, really excited to dive into this topic. And, and you know, uh, obviously I spend all my time talking to e-commerce merchants and and sure. everybody that we work with is is doing a lot with Facebook advertising. It's so interesting to me. I've got, Actually, I've kind of got this the two separate audiences that we work with. Mm -hmm. There's kind of the, uh, what I would call the new guard of e-commerce entrepreneurs. So these are a lot of people that hang out at Traffic and Conversion Summit or some of Ezra Firestone's events. And, and they're newer in e-commerce, you know, maybe last five, six years, something like that. And their primary channel is Facebook. Their primary ad channel is, is Facebook. 
Um, yeah, I also amazing. then, yeah, it's really fascinating. I also work with kind of, I would call it the older guard, although old is, is relative, right? But I work with some, mm -hmm. some of the more traditional e-commerce companies that you would see at IRCE, you know, internet retailer. Okay. And for that audience, you know, still their primary channels are often paid search and organic search. So yeah. it's interesting to kind of, kind of play in both of those worlds, but regardless, everybody's thinking about Facebook, investing in Facebook, really trying to make a push. Mm. So let's talk about, let's talk about how chatbots fits into this equation. And I, and I was telling you before the show started, you know, a lot of times I'll have a guest on the show and the topic that we're discussing, I have a really distinct opinion on. And, and in some cases I have a lot of knowledge on. Yeah, That's not the case with this. <laughs> I, I'm going to be <laughs> learning as much as the listeners here. I, I Anything I know from chatbots, I learned from Ezra or, or other people. So let's kind of talk Neat. about, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So let's talk about, you know, what, what are chatbots and how should an e-commerce merchant think about chatbots and how would you kind of frame this and, and maybe even get into a few of the common use cases? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad you don't know anything because that just means I can make shit up. <laughs> Perfect. I will be none the wiser. I'll just nod my head and say, oh, it's brilliant. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. I'm about to sound really up. smart. <laughs> okay. So before we even get into the topic of what a chatbot is, I think it would be really important to talk about Facebook as an entity and what yeah. it's been up to for the past, like, you know, 11 years. Mm -hmm, right. Uh, so Facebook. Um, basically, Facebook is a is an amazing company because they figured out early on that uh, people are desperate to be heard and they're desperate to be seen and they're desperate to have their identities reinforced to each other in their social groups. And also, um, you know, as a byproduct of that, I think that there's a lot of connection that happens on Facebook too. So when, when, when people talk about Facebook, especially internal, internally at Facebook, there's this message that they send about, uh, uh connectedness. They, they're really trying to connect the world. And that's the message that you're going to hear a lot. And what that actually translates to, in my opinion, is just a, a lot of people connecting over uh, their kind of tribal mentalities. So Seth Godin talks about this concept of tribes. It's not an un, like it's a pretty common phrase now. Uh, it's just it, the way that I think I would define a tribe, uh, especially kind of deriving from Seth's idea is it's it's any group of people anywhere in the world who has just a common thread that they would like to discuss and and a means to discuss it. And um, so Facebook is this amazing tool that has captured a huge amount of eyeballs, a huge amount of attention. And it keeps people there because people get to express their kind of tribal affiliations. And I'm not talking about um, the, the literal or the more traditional name, like the, the concept of a tribe is an actual anthropological term. Right. I'm talking about it more from a, from a standpoint of like a modern marketing point of view. So yeah, it's, it's groups, groups you have affinity with and, and people that you, exactly. you like and that you want to like you. And, exactly. and I really like the way you frame that, even just looking at, at connectedness. And, and, and I think lately Facebook has gotten a little bit of a bad rap, at least in, in some circles and, and, and in some cases rightfully so because of some of the negativity and things that are fostered. But really at the, at the core there's a lot of good there, right? So, so yeah. allowing people to be seen and heard and connect, it's, it's all, you know, that, that is very, very powerful. So, so great. I love the way you frame that. I think that's where I would start because uh, Facebook has done an amazing job uh, getting a huge amount of attention and capturing people's attention and holding people's conscious attention. So throughout the things that we'll, we'll talk about today, I'm, I'm going to be talking about this concept of con of conscious attention because I think that that's the most important thing that any marketer needs to be thinking about so Facebook has conscious attention. They've done a really amazing job of creating tooling that helps people 
you know, uh, express themselves and uh, get the feedback that they want and be able to feel heard. So Messenger Messenger happened as a as kind of a byproduct of this. Uh, they they needed a way for people to connect one on one, and they built. I don't know if you remember back in the old days, but uh, in the old days of Facebook, there was no such thing as Messenger. It was just like a messages inbox, mm-hmm. and yep. it didn't work. It didn't work very well, and it was integrated into the web app, and uh, it crashed constantly. But it was pretty cool because you could use that instead of instant messaging, and it was cool in college because. You could just send like one-off messages to your friends and be a jerk, and and it was fun. <laughs> right. So a need emerged for a, a more robust platform as adoption at Facebook grew, and the messenger that you know today kind of branched off. I don't know if you remember that, but there was a day where Messenger became an actual brand by yep. itself, yep. And, a, and a separate app and all that. Yeah. Exactly. And people were so pissed about how the fact that they now had to download a new app to use this there's thing. Like, and there's like boycotts and stuff going on, right? I mean, people were like, <laughs> like, we boycott Messenger, we hate you, Facebook. And that, you know, that didn't last. Exactly. People were just like, I don't want things to change. So uh, it, it was classic monkey behavior and we all got over it. And now there are like 1.3 billion users of the Messenger platform. And when I say Messenger platform, I mean, capital M, capital P, because it has become its own standalone kind of internet space. Right. So Facebook did a really interesting thing here. What they, what they, what they do is they have this for marketers. I'm talking from a marketer standpoint. Now they have this amazing uh, thing that has a huge amount of attention and they've been collecting data from all these people who are giving it attention for years and years and years. And, and their data collection mechanisms have got more sophisticated. They've gotten better at interpreting that data to try to build an actual model of who you are. So that's the point number two. Point number one is that Facebook has done an amazing job of capturing attention and holding it. Point number two is that they've made some incredible advances in how they're modeling your behavior. So, you know, you, all of us as human beings, we're all going through different phases of our life constantly. As a matter of fact, we may or may not be going through like three to five different changes at any given time in our lives. So, and I'm talking about existential shifts in the way that we're thinking, in the things that we need, in, in awareness about ourselves. Um, so, and some of us are at different levels. So some of us are extremely acutely self-aware and very insecure like me. Uh, and then some, <laughs> some people who just don't, don't care about anything. Some right, people have right. no idea that there are other things outside of their hometown. But somehow, Facebook knows how to serve ads to all those people. So my point is that they have... Um, and actually, the, their models are pretty rudimentary if you really look at them. But they're, they're pretty amazing. So they're building a model of who you are. And and I'm talking about every Facebook user. They they have a model of who you are, and they're trying to they're trying to get you the most relevant uh, content possible because that's going to keep and hold your attention. It's going to be a value add to advertisers. So point number three is that advertising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Facebook is an advertising. It's an advertising company. It's a media company. And the reason why I say that is because their revenue model is based upon people taking risks on their platform, saying if I pay you money, I'm going to get more money out than I put in because you're going to serve advertisements to the right people and those people are going to buy my products. So you're actually kind of speculating when you buy any kind of advertising because you're hoping that it gets in front of the right people and that the right people will, you know, call in and buy your stuff. So uh, number one, they have attention. Number two, they've built some really fantastic models of uh, who you are and those models are getting better and they're getting more contextually relevant. And number three, they have this 
revenue model called advertising where it's in their best interest to be creating the best tools possible so that they can make a promise that they can keep to advertisers. So all that being said, we have we have all this attention on this thing. We have all these people using it and modeling themselves and, and, and giving a huge amount of data every day to Facebook. Every post that you make, every comment, uh, Every every action you take and it's weighted by the algorithm a certain way and it, it and there and each of those data points is used to model who you are and what your behavior is right now and maybe even predict what kind of things that you're going to be into in the next three to five months. So uh, that's all happening. And then you've got this thing called Messenger, which is kind of a black box actually because you know you're typing messages to your friends and family. Uh, you're trying to get movie reservations made you're you're trying to do whatever whatever it is you're doing in messenger and it's usually short quippy stuff maybe you're just giving a friend a hard time or organizing a date or whatever it is it's usually short and conversational sometimes people seek help over over messenger they need to vent to their friends uh but but it's this black box it's not like uh, a facebook page where you're you're doing this publicly you're doing this between a couple people or maybe you have a group going in your messenger inbox so Messenger is a little bit of a different animal compared to the newsfeed. And the thing is, if you look at what the behavior is, and, and I always encourage any, anybody, especially when you're doing anything in e-commerce or any kind of retail, uh, the tendency is to think about your customers naively uh, and to try to try to think they, that you know what they need at any given time because you're smart and you build nice products and you want people to have good things and you assume that they were buying your stuff for a certain reason, but actually you're almost always wrong. My challenge to you is to really look at human behavior. Like look at what was instead of what might be when you're thinking about how to market and the language that you're using to talk to people. Because behavior is something that's really hard to change and it's really robust and it's a, and it's a robust indicator for um, the state of mind somebody's in right now. So that's just a little bit nugget of wisdom. Yeah, I love that. And we've talked about this, that that theme has kind of been recurring on the podcast a little bit with a few of the guests where, you know, one of the keys as an entrepreneur is to understand that you can't outsmart the market and, and you're not right. smarter than the market and your preferences don't equal your market's preferences. And so we have to have that, you know, I think successful entrepreneurs, you know, you have to have some level of confidence and, 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 and maybe even more than that, like strong confidence, but you also have that humility to understand you might not be right. And, and in fact, in a lot of cases, you're not like even looking at ad testing and things like that, right. you probably the, the headline or the approach you think is going to work probably isn't going to be the winner. I mean, I think it sounds like the same is going to apply to how you use messenger effectively. Right. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought that, that point up. Totally. Cool. So, so look in that and actually, did you have another thought on that before we move on to the next question? Yeah, no, I just, I, 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 I love talking about that kind of stuff because it's a little bit more philosophical. And if you get those basics nailed, then you act, a lot of other stuff kind of falls into place. And, you know, when it comes to participating in any market, uh, like if your only goal is to be right, if you're, if you're getting into any market or any kind of business because you're trying to prove something right, you're actually betting at that point. You're actually, that's actually just a form of gambling. Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, and uh, if you're staking things on whether you're right or wrong, I think that uh, you're going to, you might have a little bit of fun, but you're, if you do win, it's going to be out of pure luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to move past, should I be right or wrong versus what's the right. truth? Like, let me just show me the reality. And that, that's what I'll, I'll respond to. So right. that, that, that's awesome. So, so let's talk then about, 
you know, for somebody that, that that all of this just sounds like, you know, when you talk about messenger bots, it definitely that definitely <laughs> sounds like a black box. Like I don't know what that is or what that is all about. Yeah. Can you talk about some some common use cases? You know, you know how how are e-commerce companies using chatbots? Sure. So real quick segue from the messengers of black box concept uh, and talking about human behavior and how people actually use messenger. Uh, again, it's kind of a, an intimate channel. So the newsfeed is a public channel. Um, any, you know, Instagram is a public channel, but messenger isn't, it's kind of a, an intimate one-to-one uh, communication channel. And that's where, that's where we can start talking about chatbots. So a chatbot, a chatbot is really, um, it, it's just an, it's just a mechanism. All right. That's the first thing that I want to talk about is that anybody can message your Facebook page. If you have the page messenger enabled anybody, if you have a Facebook business page, if you enable the messenger, people can reach out to you right now without any automation and have a one-to-one conversation with somebody on your team. So that's a, one really critical thing that we all need to acknowledge right now is that for free, you can set up a page messenger. So imagine not having it like if you're a pizza place, like imagine not having a telephone and I think in three to five years, you're going to see the same concept with Messenger. People are going to be saying like, why do you, hey, uh, retailer, why do you not have Messenger? You know, like, that's crazy. It's just another channel. So, and it's a channel people really, really love talking to businesses on. So, uh, so Messenger for a business is, is, you know, it's really simple. All that they're doing is trying to talk to a person at your business. It's, It's the same concept. They're trying to get information from you. They're trying to make a request. They're trying to feel heard about a complaint that they have or maybe reach out personally to somebody they had a good experience with. So these are all things like human things that we were trying to connect with each other all the time. And we need an intimate channel to do that. That isn't necessarily the newsfeed or a Yelp review or something else. So as long as we can start there, I think that we'll really kind of have a deep understanding of how Messenger could work uh, for e-commerce. That's great. So the messenger bot is just an automation mechanism on top of that one-to-one conversation. So like I said, a person can manually message your page. And if you've got people standing by or you've got, you know, page manager on your phone and you're a business owner, you can respond back to them. And I really encourage you to do that. That being said, that's not scalable. That's just not something that's going to scale very well. So some of the best uses for messenger chatbots are really just, again, they're just automation mechanisms where you can create conversational flows. And these conversational flows can be kind of smart based on, you know, things that you understand about your audience. They can be kind of rudimentary, almost like you're filling out a web form, except it's inside of messenger. So you can have a bot ask a few questions, get a little bit of data and then spit out an answer. You can do that with our custom fields and our like conditional nodes and different things in ManyChat. So there's lots of different ways to think about a chatbot. My my, I would love to keep it simple with everybody and just think of it as an automated conversational mechanism on top of the one-to-one messenger channel. That's all it is. And there's lots of really cool shit that you can do with bots. Like you can build entire like shopping experiences for people that are smart, that know what page you were on on the website and show you only relevant stuff. I mean... There's some really neat stuff that you can do with chatbots, but that's really advanced. And I think that uh, that's not actually where a lot of the value is for most brands. Yeah. And let, let's, let's, I want to dig into some of the advanced stuff later because they're, they're, they're likely going to be some yeah, sure. folks on, the, on listening to the podcast saying, hey, I know the basics, like give me some of the, the really cool stuff. Yeah. You know, in, in kind of looking at, at some of the most common UK use cases and, and getting started. So you've got, 
the scenario you talked about where where that that sounds to me uh, more like customer service or just just helping in the shopping yeah. process. Like I'm getting my question answered. I'm trying to find this or that. Yeah. Um, and, and so so then what what beyond that? Because I know I know you can also tie this in with advertising as well. Sure. So what what does that look like? Let me give you a very concrete example so everybody in the audience can uh, anchor like a, an actual use case and then we'll talk about how to drive traffic to it. Okay. Great. So um, I'm working with a, with a, with a brand right now, an e-commerce brand that sells really beautiful handmade uh, flats. And these flats are made in Pakistan and uh, it's, they, they, their brand is just about ethically sourcing labor and fair wages. And uh, they, they have uh, a group of people there who are very talented artisans that they pay well. It's a very premium luxury product that they sell basically to the, to the United and, States. And by flats, you, you, and, mean, you mean shoes, correct? Yes, shoes. Yes, uh, women's shoes. Yes. And they're really stunning products. Um, and the thing is, if, you, if, you've done, if you've done any kind of clothing um, or you know any kind of shoes, one of the biggest things you're going to run into right away is the fact that people don't know how to order clothing online. They, they don't know how to size themselves or they order the wrong size. And then you're, you're in the, like the returns business now. Yes. Like you just yes. have to figure out how to, how to deal with and all then that. Returns are so expensive. Like that's, that's something that can really kill an apparel or accessories business is the, right. the sizing issues. So yeah. And returns. Exactly. So let's talk about like, does it get into the nitty gritty of an actual e-commerce use case? Because uh, that's who your audience is. So Fuchsia, this beautiful brand. Oh my God. I really love the people who do the, do these products. And, and I really like the owners. We, we are sitting around thinking, how can we, how can we help mitigate this um, returns problem? Like what is, what is something we could do to help people understand which shoe to buy. And it really clicked that a messenger bot could do this way better than almost anything because they had a web form that you could fill out to try to, that would try to like heuristically uh, uh, figure out what your shoe size was, but it wasn't very good. And people don't want to fill out web forms. Right, <laughs> That's one right, thing that yeah. we keep coming down to. And, but you know what? People really love having conversations on messenger. They really love it. And they love talking to brands. So we built a bot and it's a very, very simple bot. And I actually show it in the free course that we just launched. But this, this bot, all it does is it, it, it asks you a few questions and it will give you like an 80% accuracy shoe size at the end of this flow. It asks you a few questions. You don't ever have to pull out a tape measure to measure your foot. It just asks you what kind of shoes you tend to buy. Um, if your foot tends to run a little bit wide, it asks you in very conversational language. It would be like you you go to a shoe store, like a really high-end shoe store, and there's a consult. There's like an old guy there who's been making shoes for 50, like 50 years, and he's talking to you, and he knows exactly the questions to ask you to understand what the deal is. And he's going to make you a perfect shoe based on that those four questions. That's 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 what you can do with bots. You can go into this like master mindset and say, if I was a master of this, and I could ask four questions right now and give you like an 80%, could get you 80% of the way there. How could we do that? So we built a little shoe sizing bot and that's that would that that has been performing extremely well. And that's so much better than the web form. I mean, I just, I, I loathe forms and I know I'm not alone. That's common. I mean, there's just not, not much that uh, is as grading and it's, it's yeah. simple, you know, like first world problems, but still it's just right. annoying. And, but that conversation with the running expert or the shoe expert, you know, the, yeah. I'm getting like this picture of a cobbler, you know, like a dude hammering out shoes and stuff yeah. like that. That's fun. Like having that quick conversation and, and where you feel like, Hey, this guy knows 
my knees, or he's asking really good questions. Like that's personal and that's enjoyable. Right. Um, so it sounds like that's what you guys created for this company. That's, that's yes, awesome. Exactly. Um, and, and so then, then it's been successful. You mentioned like 80% success. I don't know if that was a real number or not, but um, what, what has that done to their return rate? How, how has that helped them? Preliminary data is showing that we could be seeing up to like a 30% uh, drop in returns, wow. which is a very significant wow. number for the brand. Oh, it's huge. I know, I know uh, just talking to a lot of e-commerce companies, I mean, reducing, reducing returns by sometimes 10 or 20% can be the difference between profitable and not profitable, you know, with, with some business right. models. So that, that's, that's phenomenal. It's true. Yeah. So that happened. And so uh, the next thing that I think many people are going to ask is like, how the hell do you get people to even do that? How do you get people to talk to you and then initiate this magical bot so that they can get their shoe sizing? Well, there's a lot of different ways to do that. There's a lot of different ways to start that conversation. You can use a keyword in the bot. Or when we do do that, if you type in, if somebody's typing organically and the word size or sizing is in that threat, is in that string, we'll automatically fire a keyword back to them that says, hey, we noticed that you typed the word this. Are you trying to you know, figure out what your shoe size should be. So there's a few different ways that you can get people in there. And one of those things is to is to use Facebook ads. So you were talking, we've been talking about how Facebook has captured all this attention and they've built a model of who you are and kind of the kind of decision-making that you're, you're doing right now in your life. And uh, the cool thing is that you can actually start messenger conversations with a Facebook ad. It's called the click, uh, click to messenger destination ad. And uh, you set Messenger up as a destination and you can make a post where somebody clicks on the post link or something and it opens a Messenger conversation. You can do something called a JSON ad, which is a little bit more sophisticated where you can actually launch an entire bot flow from one click in in the newsfeed or on Instagram. So think of Instagram, think of uh, a newsfeed placement as kind of just like like the traffic store. I love how Molly Pittman talks about how Facebook is just kind of a traffic store. Mm. You're buying traffic from the traffic store and instead of sending somebody to a landing page or to a lead ad where you can collect information from them, you're, you're opening a conversation with them. And that is a profound shift in advertising. I don't think that there's really been anything that caught fire like the, the destination ad did. And so... Think of think of it like you, there's a there's a there's a highly targeted ad for the bottom of your funnel. There's somebody who clicked on a shoe but didn't actually order it, and you know maybe one of their objections was simply that they they don't they don't want to go through the hassle of ordering a really expensive shoe, get it, and then realize it doesn't fit. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, pe- people are people are sophisticated actually, and if they're buying $150 flats, uh, chances are that these aren't the first $150 flats that they've ordered. They've probably done this before and. They had trouble with sizing, and it's, and it's not just the, it's not just the guarantee that you'll be able to make the return. I mean that that's kind of a yeah. that's a given. That's a necessity. We we need to know that I'll be able to return it. But it's just the fear of the hassle, right? Because I've bought so many things online that I needed to return, but I didn't because it's just a pain. It's an absolute pain. Right. So I think that creates that that second guessing or that doubt before someone purchases that hey, will I have to return this because I really don't want to do that? So uh, so yeah, very yeah. very powerful from that respect as well. Wonderful. So so imagine just running ads to the bottom of your funnel, like a, a warm audience, people who've clicked on a product, maybe a band, people who've abandoned the cart, and uh, that suddenly a shoe sizing bot entry point is showing up in their in their newsfeed, and it's overcoming an objection that they had about ordering these shoes. And now you have a conversation, you have a thread open with these people, 
And that means that you can message them. That means that you can ask them more questions. Even if they don't buy from you after taking the shoe sizing quiz, they can, you, they have an open thread with you. You can remarket to them later with broadcasts, subscription messages. So you've not just enriched a relationship. You now have a, 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 a new way to get more information about somebody so you can give them better stuff or figure out if they, they're even the right fit for your your brand. So, so that's, that's kind of where Facebook ads ties in. You can actually start messenger conversations from ads. And if you, and if you use certain ad types, you can actually trigger entire bot interactions right from a Facebook ad. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not sure the, the actual name for this ad type, maybe it is the destination ad that you just referenced, but you can also run an ad where you encourage people to post a certain keyword in the comments, right? And then that will trigger a conversation. Can you kind of talk about how that, how that uh, method works? Yeah, so that's the comments growth tool, and that that's really cool because you can you can do a Facebook Live that you're boosting. You can do a you can just do a dark post that's an ad, and the way that it works is when somebody comments on that post, ManyChat will fire a follow up message to them in Messenger. If they reply to that message, they become a subscriber to your Messenger list. So you can run automation on them and you can broadcast to them later. You you kind of know where they came from if they commented on that post. So they're qualified right out of the gate. So that's a really cool way to rapidly um, grow your list for very cheap right now. Highly encourage you to check that out. There are some, there are definitely some best practices that you need to keep in mind because it is kind of a free for all right now. People are just acquiring leads for extremely cheap. They're opening threads uh, in Messenger for extremely cheap. So Facebook is completely aware of that. And um, they've put some boundaries around the kind of things you should and shouldn't do. So I highly encourage you to check out our course if you want more information on that. Or I did another podcast with Molly and and Ralph about this. Oh, great, so. great. Yeah, that's awesome. And so actually, this may be a good time to kind of talk about a few mistakes that that someone need, would need to avoid. And you know, mo- most of the, the feedback I get from, from our clients who are merchants is, you know, hey, really positive feedback. People are loving the interaction on, on Messenger. Yeah. Occasionally, though, there's someone that gets offended. You know, it's, it, it is a more personal one-to-one space like you were talking about before. Sure. Uh, but but any, any, any mistakes to avoid, either to, to keep customers happy or to keep Facebook happy yeah. uh, that you'd recommend? That's such a great way to ask that question. I, th- I think uh, if I'm going to answer it the way you asked it, think of making customers happy and helping delight people uh, as, as being, and making Facebook happy is the same thing. So Got it. those Got two it. things that go hand in hand for sure. So the number one, everybody here, and especially if you're thinking about jumping onto messenger and you're already spending money on Facebook ads or something like that, really keep in mind that this entire conversation started talking about Facebook. And so uh, this is, this is Facebook. This is their platform. Okay, this is not your platform. You, you don't you don't have the keys to the kingdom. You are renting space. You are buying the attention that they've gotten. You're you're renting it from them, and that we need to be aware that our relationship with Facebook as a business is a business relationship. So they're partners because they're sending. You pay them for something, and they send you traffic, and hopefully that traffic does something. If you've got your targeting correct, and you've got some other things figured out, you've got your messaging figured out. But it is ultimately their platform and they're going to make changes and they're going to do stuff. And all of those things that they change or do are going to be because they made agonizing decisions 
uh, and there are many, many teams at Facebook. I don't think people realize how huge of a company it is, but there are many, many teams at Facebook and they're, they are very meticulous about how they make changes. It's unbelievable how bureaucratic it can be sometimes and how slow it can be sometimes. But you have to you have to have some trust in, in this partner that uh, that you have in your life called Facebook as a business entity that they're trying to make decisions which are going to benefit advertisers and benefit the users of their of their tool. So uh, ultimately, without that attention, Facebook doesn't have a lot of value, does it? Right. Without right. all that attention. So guess how many ways they're going to jeopardize that attention? I'm going to tell you that they're only going to do that accidentally. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, so when they're making changes, it's because they had lots of people that they paid a lot of money to figure this stuff out, uh, making those decisions and they're not easy decisions to make. So like I'm, I, Facebook, it's, it kind of gets demonized because it's just this giant entity with so much power, you know, that people think they have. The truth is that we give Facebook power. It's like Facebook can be a bully and it can be like your best friend. It just depends on how you interact with it. So that's the first thing I would encourage everybody to think about. Yeah, well put. Yeah. Well put. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then um, I think there was more stuff. Yeah, so, what, so any, any other just, just mistakes to avoid, like like just to, in, any specifics, like, you know, don't, don't do this type of thing with the yeah, bot or, sure. or whatever. So um, that being said, this is a one-to-one communication channel. And one of the biggest mistakes that you're, you're going to probably make because you're not thinking at scale yet and, and how to serve people at scale is you're going to treat everybody the same. You're not going to use segmentation models. You're, you're not going to do the hard work of figuring out who you need to be talking to when. And you're going to end up spamming a bunch of people who don't really want to talk to you. So if Facebook had that ad strategy, how, how valuable would their ads be? Like if they were just like, we're going to treat every Facebook user the same, we're going to serve them all the same ads all the time. Like your conversion rates would be bottomed out. Um, people would get really burned out on the platform and wouldn't really trust the ads. They didn't do that. In fact, they they went with hyper-personalization. And I think that's why the Facebook ad platform as a whole has been so successful. They want to know who you are and, and, and the context you're in in your life. And then they're going to serve you ads based on that context. So model their brilliance. Model the concept of hyper-personalization in Messenger and you can do it at scale. So there's going to be a lot of people right now who are shaking their heads being like, you can't scale that. And I'm telling you, you can. I've seen it happen. So what you need to do is you need, first of all, don't treat everybody the same in Messenger. If you have a list of you know 500 people, each of those, there could be groups of people that are 10 each and they're all there for a different reason. They, you know, and, and I would really encourage you to, and to think about this through the lens of progress. What, what type of progress is this group of people trying to make in their life right now? Because if you start thinking about things from that point of view, you start to realize that you can actually help people make progress and that not everybody in your list is trying to make the same progress. Not everybody's in the same context of their life. So let's talk about this, the, just to bring this down to earth, like the entrepreneurship community. Some people get into the entrepreneurship community because they are business execs already and they have all these skills, but they don't know exactly how to get started on the next thing or they don't know the intricacies or they just need a little bit of help getting started with tactical stuff. Then there's a group of people who are like broke college kids who really want to see them, th- themselves do something different. They get into the entrepreneurship community because they're looking for emotional support, a degree of validation that they're, they're not idiots and that maybe they could do something with their lives. And they're all in the same group of people, but they're all there to make different kinds of progress. Do you see the distinction? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For the younger group. And also like entrepreneurship is kind of hip and cool and it's in. And like to say that 
I'm a founder, you know, and I'm 20 something yeah. is kind of cool. And so, yeah, that, that's exactly. a diff, different need, different message, different path for, for those two groups. Uh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So those two, those two people might be on the same email list, but, and, and often they're going to get messaged the same way in email. You're going to send the same bulk email to both those people about the little webinar you're running. And maybe one of them will show up and maybe one of them will get value. My point here is you need to be thinking about the progress that people are trying to make in their life and then putting people in your messenger list into buckets based on that progress. And the only way to know who somebody is, is to ask them. You have to ask people questions. Um, you have to understand where that what where they're coming from. Did they click on an ad? Did they did they hit your website on a, on a certain page? Did they enter your bot trying to talk to you about a very specific thing? You can really start to understand somebody's mindset very quickly if you just do some listening. So to answer your question directly, things not to do: don't treat everybody the same because they're not. Everybody's trying to make a different kind of progress, and it's up to you as a good marketer to figure out what those things are. Number two, and this is kind of following the same the same uh, pattern here. Uh, if you have been doing email marketing for a while, you've probably kind of gotten a little complacent about how you do things, especially if things started to work, you probably stopped really changing or testing things. I really encourage you to come into Messenger with a beginner's mind. It is not email version two. It is not some brand new exploded email on steroids. It is a completely different medium. It is a conversational medium. It is a one-to-one -one medium. It is a medium on which that you can hyper-personalize your messages. And uh, in email, a lot of people don't want to go through the effort of segmenting people like that. The tooling available in Messenger is specifically designed for hyper-personalization. If you're just going to dump an email sequence into Messenger, you're going to get complaints, you're going to get spammed out, and you might get shut down. Yeah, such a good way to frame that. It's not e email version two. You know, it's not email on steroids. This is a different, maybe some similarities because one to one, but it's just a different animal altogether. So I appreciate you saying that. Sure. Well, let's kind of do this. So we don't have a lot of time left, uh, and I want to want to point people to your free course and and some of the other resources you have because I think that'd be super helpful. But let's talk just a little bit. This may be a good transition as you're talking about segmenting people based on you know pages they land on or questions they answer or whatnot. Yeah. Let's talk, let's get advanced just a little bit and, and maybe this would be best framed with an example. I'll let you kind of pick what you think would be best, but but let, let's get let's get kind of technical or advanced for those that, that are already into chatbots a little bit. Uh, where, where can we go with this once we get some experience and, and, and kind of know what we're doing? Let's talk about another e-commerce brand that I'm working with, which is a maternity brand. And they they have this thing where a lot of their uh, customer support reps are actually currently pregnant or recently pregnant. And, and they really understand the things that women are going through at that time. That's awesome. And I think that that's a really brilliant move on their part. So uh, they started to see that there's a ton, there's a ton of people reaching out on messenger for support, like just actual emotional support. They're just going through this stuff and you know, their, their body's changing and it's not necessarily changing in ways that they hoped it would. And, you know, so uh, they're in pain in places they didn't know they had. It's just being a mom, <laughs> yes. being a, a pregnant person yes. must be the worst thing in the world. So thanks anybody who's out there doing that <laughs> um, for the good fight. So adv advanced, like I, this might be boring to you guys because I, I, I like to think of uh, good communications as being advanced for most people. <laughs> like most yeah, people yeah. don't know how to communicate that well. It is. And I think that this is a, this example I'm about to give you is a kind of an, an incredible one because it's not actually technically that difficult to implement, but it's advanced in the way that they're thinking about it. So we, I was just talking about how a lot of people object to jumping into messenger because they're afraid it's not going to scale. And well, 
some things in messenger can't possibly scale but there is a degree of support that can that can scale so what what we've done with with this brand is uh, we we realize that a lot of people are just reaching out because they need a touch point during their pregnancy and pregnancy is one of these things it's 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 finite it starts at one point and then it ends at one point like you, there's a day when you're pregnant and there's a day when you're not pregnant anymore and that's a really interesting thing in life there's not many things that are completely finite like that there's like a discrete event and it happens to be a discrete event that is also kind of continuous because it's nine months of your life right so uh, it's a really interesting psychological trip to be on i can imagine so Having these touch points uh, with somebody in your life, e- even if it's a brand that you're buying bras from, could be a really powerful way to reinforce the relationship and uh, actually help help ladies through this really crazy time. So what they did was they built a pregnancy sequence. And what this sequence does is it basically, you w- once you start talking to the bot, it just asks you a couple questions. And uh, very quickly, the bot recognizes which week of pregnancy you're in and then it and then it starts firing messages to you sequentially over a period of time that hit you with the right content at the right time. So what I mean by that is that you know women in the third trimester start to start lactating and their boobs change and they start to like be painful right, and swollen. Right. And it's just like guess guess what guess what the bot starts talking about in in the third trimester. It starts to reach out saying like, how are you feeling? How's this thing going? We totally understand. It starts giving you anecdotes about like maybe one of the ladies who works with this brand, how the, how she did this and how she felt this way. It just a really clever kind of, I mean, like I said, it's not technically advanced to <laughs> enable, but you're supporting actual human beings at scale through this really crazy thing. And then guess guess what happens at the end of these like little back and forth about, about the third trimester uh, breastfeeding stuff, like uh, an upsell offer for a comfort bra that's designed very specifically for this part of pregnancy. So like to tie in the e-commerce, always be delivering conversational value, helping people feel heard and understood. And then when it's the right time, that's when you start asking if they want to learn more about products that could help them. Like what I would like, what I would like everybody to think about, and this is the advanced thing I'd like to think about is that build automation that's going to start and maintain conversations with people and then give people lots of opportunities to self-select if they want to learn more about products that could help them make progress in whatever context your bot is helping them with. Yeah, that, that's just phenomenal. That's a great example. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, a lot of listeners do. My wife and I have eight children. Uh, wow. not, we're not, not Mormon or Amish. Um, <laughs> okay. Just big, big family. So, I mean, I know like the pregnancy game a lot. And um, yeah, there, there's a period of time when like every time I would walk into a group of women that my, my wife was in, they were all talking about lactation. Yeah. So I, I would usually uh, politely uh, um, excuse myself. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like just, but just knowing that community, I mean, it is a, it's like an instant bond. Pregnant ladies talking together, it's an instant bond. And, and right. you know, they immediately get into all kinds of crazy stuff that they talk about. But but having that from a marketing perspective, having that, the right message at the right time that communicates that, hey, I, I know you. Like, I, I, or at least I, I can relate to where you are and, and the experience you're going through. Right. That builds trust. And that that does make me want to buy from you, you know, if you have something that I need. And and so it's really powerful. And I think I think this also ties into something brilliant that Ryan Dice shared in his opening keynote at TNC this year, 
was a new way to look at the term CPC. Right. You know, CPC in, in the in the AdWords world and then where I've been for years and years is, you know, cost per click. But sure. they're really looking at now a cost per conversation. Right. How, how can we encourage and develop and, and get a conversation? And uh, really, really love the way you you frame this, Dan. This has been awesome. Um, That's great. And, and so I think kind of the next step, and I, I know I know we, we covered a lot of ground, but we're still yeah. just kind of scratching the surface. Sure. Uh, talk about your your free course. How, how can people find that, and 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 what does that free course cover? It's only free as a byproduct of the fact that we don't want to charge for it. So it's not like uh, the free part of that is not a branding opportunity. It's not like a gimmick. It's actually just a mega course that Molly and I built because. There's there's so many people asking questions about how how to actually implement this into their businesses, and Molly and I have been doing this, and we've been seeing brands, and we've been helping brands. I mean, I think between the two of us, we've run thousands of campaigns over the last like 18 months. So uh, we we just distilled all that information into uh, a video course. It's like 10 plus hours of content. Wow, and that's phenomenal. It's, it's at course.manychat.com. You don't even have to have a ManyChat account to sign up. It's it's We host it on Kajabi. So you just have to have an email address and it'll prompt you to do a login thing. And uh, we do all of the demos in ManyChat, of course, but the whole the, the principle behind how these things work is is kind of universal to to messenger in general so um you could actually take this course and go use any other bot platform you want and still be able to take the you know extrapolate those concepts so course.manychat.com is where you should do that we wanted to be the people who led the charge in educating people about the market on this and it's like we have a really close relationship with Facebook. We have a really great partnership with a few teams there. And we just kind of wanted to take the lead on this. And that's why we built this. And that's really what this is. Awesome. So course.minichat.com. I'll link up to it in the show notes as well. So if you forget, just go to ecommerceevolution.com. There'll be a link right there to the course. Uh, how else can people connect with you? Is just going to the website the best way to do that? Or can they connect with you yeah. on the socials or where, where should they go? I think uh, the the best thing that you can do if you want to be in touch with me is uh, sign up for ManyChat. You don't even have to have a, have a pro account and do some cool shit. Yeah. I yeah. love seeing cool stuff. Um, that's I, I'm, I, I, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I have a lot of people that I work with all the time. And sometimes I just don't have time to get back to every email. I read them all. Thank you so much for sending them. But if you really want to get in touch with me, show me what you got. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And and, and put it into action. That's where you're going to see what this is all about and what, what's possible by, by playing with it a little bit. So get, get your hands dirty a little bit. So uh, Dan, man, this has been phenomenal. This has I'm been so really good. This is even better than, than I thought it'd be. So really appreciate you coming on. We may have to do uh, part two at some point, but uh, yeah, really, really <laughs> appreciate the time. Of course. Thank you, Brad. Awesome. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback. Let us know what you think about this episode. Uh, we'd love that review on iTunes. That helps other people discover the podcast. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap plus many more. Or 
hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.